Holy shit. It is the 26th of October. This is the PFF forecast post crazy ass Sunday night football game. We're going to talk a little bit about that. A couple of takeaways from today and then get into week eight and look headlines for that. Let's rock. I have, a, I have a strong opinion on that game. So first off, it wasn't supposed to be a Sunday night game, right? It was supposed to be an afternoon game. Flex them all. Flex gets, all Seahawks games into Sunday Gets flexed night. in. And here's the funny thing. Everyone was kind of bummed. because, like, well, Arizona, you know, they didn't look that great, even though they won against yeah. Dallas. Plus, from a network standpoint, it's like, oh, man, they don't rate well going against the World Series. That game was by far the best game of the season thus yeah. far. Um, and way better than the Bucks game. But here's my takeaway from that game. This is why there is a big difference between Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson's detriment today, he held onto the ball and took sacks and then threw some passes where you just go like, that doesn't, Mahomes doesn't make those, those 100%. throws. 100%. If, if Wilson is in that game today against Denver in the snow, that game's close. Because he keeps both teams in that in that game, right? Like interceptions, all that kind of stuff. Mahomes just like Mahomes didn't play well today. Well, they they had Le'Veon Bell. They did. He looked please really give, good on please that run. Give him some credit. But he didn't play well. He didn't play well today. But he didn't do anything stupid. Wilson did a bunch of stupid things. Like, what are you like? The interception of Patrick Peterson is like the fifth dumbest thing he did in that game. That's right. I, I, and if it wasn't, to be honest, if it wasn't for DK Metcalf being a superhuman, crazy freakazoid, yeah, that that game, you know, that it, that that play and game. the subsequent stop by Seattle was twenty worth twenty win. Pro you got twenty win probability points for free because of a superhuman effort by one of your players and a good stop by your defense, which sucks. How you're many lucky, times did Arizona that, punt today? You're lucky like one? that Secretariat put on a freaking <laughs> yeah, Seahawks yeah. jersey for the game. Um, so that, that was the first thing that I took away from it. And it's something that we talk about a lot, which is Russell Wilson's throws. And we saw this game was a perfect encapsulation of that. He had so many big time throws. Chris said moonshot or moon ball like 25 times in the broadcast because he did throw a bunch of amazing passes. But what doesn't get captured in passer rating all the time are these negative plays that, that are sacks, right? When you hold on the ball for a while, Arizona has no pass rush. Yeah. And you just he took a couple of sacks where you're like, Hassan Reddick, are you kidding me, buddy? Um, yeah. So it, that was, man. I'll say this. Like, a couple things today that really stood out. A couple Oklahoma quarterbacks who I think. Wait, wait, hold on. Are you moving on from this game? No, no. I'm moving. Look, we had our doubts about Kyler Murray. And What did you think? And while I, I don't think this answers all the doubts just like beating the Bengals doesn't tell me that you know uh, there's a big difference though between going head-to-head -head with Russell Wilson on Sunday Night Football and being the Bengals at one o'clock sure but I need to point but the bank but I will say this Burrow played extremely well well Burrow okay
Burrow got lucky enough to put up a game that looked like it was good on the other side, right? The Bengals scored a, on a decent number of drives, aided by the dropped interceptions by Cleveland. But Baker, it wasn't as though Baker played an offense that averaged two yards per play, right? Like, they, they had to go up and down the field on each other. Okay. But, but I will say, Murray... Um, I'm looking at his grade right now. It's kind of, I mean, because well, he had. We'll see how it ends up yeah. tomorrow. But. but, but at this, you know, co- going into the game, he wasn't the most impressive thing in no. the world, even though they were 4 2. 20th in yards per attempt. Yeah. And, and today, and he still wasn't. I mean, when you look at the whole thing, still just 7.2 yards per attempt, 9 8 out, though, which is really good for him. You know, this was a good week for those quarterbacks, right? A good week. Obviously, you know, Herbert stepped up and performed too. Um, so I thought, you know, a, a good week for some young quarterbacks who we were maybe a little skeptical on. Okay. Now I'm going to take I, – because I think that's – I agree. And you all – you do a really good job at tempering expectations, saying they're encouraging, they're not good yet, yada, yada, yada. Mayfield's the one that curbed okay. me on this. Okay, right? let me give you – and. For what it's worth, I am not taking any stock in beating the Bengals at 1 p.m. I'm just not. I'm sorry. I know he Even is with your best receiver out and... Okay. Ewing theory. I think it helped. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. It could have. I mean... We'll, Kar- get, to, we'll, we'll get to Cleveland in a Kareem second. Hunt's a really good running back. There's a much, much bigger storyline brewing. And here's what it is. You talked about young quarterbacks. Oh, it's an old quarterback. You know who has just entered the MVP discussion? Brady. Tom motherfucking Brady well, and has the same, entered the MVP conversation, the, and rightfully so. Leads and, the league in big-time throws. Yeah. Uh, is probably going to end up you know, easily, I think, top three, but it's going to be real close in terms of PFF grade between the three. And they put a can of whoop-ass on the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, it was great. It, it was something where... Now, the game got a little closer in the second half, got to 24-20, but it really never felt like the Raiders were a threat. Um, the defense, I thought, played really well, and Brady, when he has his full complement of players, I mean, you're talking about a guy 9.9 ADOT, three big-time throws, just one turnover-worthy play, um, his offense, to his credit, just one drop. And to your point about quarterbacks, we also saw two older quarterbacks even in addition to Brady play well, Drew Brees played a very good game today. Um, you know, uh, when you look at, you know, 82% completion, two touchdowns, he went toe to toe with an off, you know, without his best receivers mm-hmm. in Sanders and Thomas, and then Matthew Stafford, <laughs> like, yep. you know, well. uh, it, it's funny because we liked the over in that game. Both quarterbacks had above an 80 grade and that game only got to what, 45 as a total. The only two teams that could have been productive on offense from a yardage standpoint. Both quarterbacks play well and got under a total with well, the Lions well, and the Falcons. That's what we've said in the, in the both. Yeah. That's what we've said in both, like all the content the last three. That's shows. how we avoided that being the yeah. lock of the week because they ran the ball to Adrian Peterson and Todd. And I, I joked about this with you and Austin earlier. It's just like, can somebody just put Todd Gurley down, like put him on IR, so there's no like, there's no threat to run dude, it. Because dude, it's the most Todd rushing thing. Asking Todd Gurley to get to the edge is like asking me to dunk a basketball yeah, it's, it, it just ain't gonna happen buddy it's just um, not it's just not um here okay so i want to up until this game happened the biggest story today was something that i need to give you a ton of credit for and i offered to bet you this earlier in the week 
you you said no, but then you came back strong. And this was one of the best calls you've had in a long time. That was the San Francisco 49ers being way undervalued and Kyle Shanahan being equally, I believe were your words, equivalent in genius on the offensive side to Bill Belichick on the defensive side. And they absolutely well and people people took that now it's the first time in my career i've gotten people messaging me on instagram about congratulations oh about football because they they you know (laughs) they you guys posted it and usually i don't get do you think you're going to become an ig model i'm I'm good i'm good um but i wasn't saying i wasn't saying that obviously shanahan hasn't won the super bowls and obviously he like is not it, his career doesn't hold a candle yeah. to Belichick. You're talking about him I'm right now. I'm talking about betting this one game. Yep. And like I tweeted this out. I said, look, the the best defensive mind in the history of football. His defense is getting dragged up and down the field by a quarterback. I mean, in that game, the quarterbacks combined for zero touchdowns and six interceptions. Garoppolo ended up coming out of the game with a decent grade because he only had five incompletions, but two of them were picks. Um, you know what he, he had eleven. Look, he had eleven point yard one yards per attempt on five point eight ADOT. I, I, Kyle Shanahan, we, both of us have said this repeatedly. He is an absolute wizard. Now, I was a little, I was more bullish on Cam Newton. That was really where I went wrong. And I have, I, I you said earlier today on the live show or after the live show, no one is right about Cam Newton. There are a bunch of racist motherfuckers that hate him, and there are a bunch of people that just stand for him There are him people regardless. who saw him not go after that fumble in the Super Bowl and called him like, oh, now his true colors are right, showing. Right. Those people are idiots, yep. okay? They're dumb. Cam Newton's the MVP of the league that year. He doesn't suck. But, like, the people that think he's... The people that were ready to crucify Ryan Pace... Like, granted, it was a dumb move not to sign Cam. But it, it, it honestly was not the dumbest move in the history of football. No, like, no, no. That would be trading up to pick Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, it, well, exactly. There, <laughs> there are a number of things to rip Ryan Pace for. Or but, trading for Khalil Mack. Or trading for Nick Foles. I mean, all these things. Yes. But not instead signing Teddy of, Bridgewater, right? Instead of signing Cam imagine, or Teddy. Can you imagine if Bridgewater was the Bears? Like, if they would have... And all they had to do was basically say, look, you were going to be the starter. Well, right. But he, he wouldn't have had Joe Brady anywhere else. Yeah, that's a good point. Joe Brady is excellent. Joe but, Brady's great. But the but, Okay, but okay, so now let me say this about Cam Newton. Because people are gonna jump uh to to crucify him again. And I have a couple of, of questions for you. So the first is the Seahawks game, now the Seahawks defense clearly sucks, right? But we saw him making throws. Now he looked at least as good as Kyler Murray did in that game, right? And Julian Edelman dropped what could have been a winning touchdown pass. Since that game, Julian Edelman has, I think, seven catches. He had eight in that game or something like that. He is, as they mentioned on the broadcast, banged up. Okay, he's their only receiver. Number two, do you think there's a chance that this is... Like COVID-related? A little COVID-related. he's, like, sick? I I could see... I mean, he's a bigger guy, right? He's he's had... Look, and they're, look, Rockwell Armstead for the Jacksonville Jaguars literally has to sit out the year. He's been in the hospital twice for COVID. Like, this is not a trivial thing. I mean, and, apparently he was asymptomatic. But, but, but any, like, my whole point to everybody today on the show was, and, and it was partially my point the other day about the Patriots. 
this isn't really a cam issue because cam cam's at the point of his career where you need to have you need to put together the first seven weeks eight weeks nine weeks of 2018 for him to be successful you pro he probably would be successful in joe brady's offense in carolina well so would i but the but the problem is the patriots offense was garbage last year and they the only real thing that they did was trade out quarterbacks well but they and they and they decreased okay. their quarterback so here's a question that i have for you would you place some of the blame on josh mcdaniels because here's what happened in their first three drives today you know how many designed rushing attempts they had for cam newton uno one and if you're the whole premise of them bringing in cam newton with receivers that couldn't separate from a traffic cone is that you allow his rushing to be the focal point of your offense. Yeah. But how you come out and not leverage that to start the game is beyond me now. So I looked at it and I was like, oh, I wonder if they just didn't run last week either. No, they actually did. He only picked up, I think it was like 26 yards or something like that. But I, there's something weird going on in New England. Um, it might just be the weird stuff that happens every year, but this feels different because Brady's not there and Brady's over in Tampa Bay throwing seeds. Well, I think part of it is... Bra Brady was clearly very good last year and the Patriots sucked. Yes. I think part of it is that they might just not be trying to win anymore. Wow. Because you, you look up... There's, I, that's, you have a worse, record. There's have no a worse record than the Miami Dolphins currently. Mm -hmm. You have a worse record than Buffalo, who, by the way, gave the Jets their first cover today. You have... You're in an AFC where there are three teams in the AFC South, AFC North, sorry, with five wins or more. You have an AFC South where I think two teams will make the playoffs. So there's not really even a wild card in the AFC East unless one of these teams folds. And Indianapolis isn't really in a position to fold. Tennessee, we saw them in a game where they played like shit. Basically, they still fight back, right? Like mm -hmm. they're they're not they're not they're not a br brilliant team, but they're good enough to make the playoffs in this AFC. And then the North is three, I would say, pretty good. You know, two really good teams and a pretty good team. And then still the Dolphins. Like, are you better than the Dolphins? Well, not no. Uh, so so they're not. So what? I mean, maybe with two of them. But are. so so what's the long game here? The long game is okay. There are three outcomes for this season. You have a good you have a good year. Which I think that their schedule is extremely hard moving forward. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, well, they've already had the hardest schedule in the NFL entering today, right? Which was one of the reasons that I thought maybe they were being a little undervalued. Yeah. So if you look at their schedule, they still have they have like the 12th hardest schedule. So it's not trivial. Play the Bills next week. We're going to talk about that in a second. Exactly. So there are three outcomes: a good a good finish, you make the playoffs, all that kind of stuff. But does that really interest? Belichick to make the playoffs and not really last year there was like the allure of possibly running the table at hey, let me four. say this Tom Brady is in the MVP discussion you're damn straight Bill Belichick but, wants but, to make but, the playoffs but Tom Brady doesn't give a crap if the Patriots make a wild card and lose to the no, first no, no, round but, of the Colts Bill Belichick's an, a competitive motherfucker yeah he's looking I've like, said motherfucker now yeah. three times <laughs> on the podcast sorry Austin, sorry for all the emails it's you're late get. but the, but my thing is okay but my thing how much longer does Brady have? Two years, three years? Uh, the way he's throwing the ball, he'll be out there until he's 15. So Belichick wants to compete with Brady for the next five to ten years. Sure. And he but, wants to be winning Super Bowls with Brady's. Don't. You're an, an, a former athlete, current athlete. You know, like, you're out there in a moment, and you go, I won't, I'm trying to win right now. But, I, Bill, but Bill didn't put this team together to win. 
Look, they had, they had all these opt-outs. They had, they, they, had, they had the most opt-outs the most quickly in the entire NFL. So what, he's going to bench Cam and go to Jared Siddham? They traded back in the first round, right? But he did every year. They traded back in the first round and, and fleeced, you know, to get the Mohamed Sanu pick back. And they signed Cam. Here's the thing. If Cam blows up and the, and the Patriots go 10-6, and six, like... That's still a possibility. It's still way. a possibility, but then, but he's going to be worth what twenty five million to them next year. Mm-hmm. What if Cam? What if they shut Cam down for the next? Shut Cam down, and you know, finish four and twelve, five and eleven, and they can bring Cam back for twelve million a year, or draft a guy high. Like, like I feel like being bad gives the Patriots so much more flexibility than being okay does. Well, we both agree on that. I'm and just I, trying and to I don't get know. inside their heads. And the thing is, is okay. it's not the athlete thing. Like, let me, let me. Belichick is putting this this team together, and that's it has nothing really to do with the mentality of the players, other than the ones that opted out. Well, but I think it's his mentality, right? He's going to come in and try to win, and he believes that he is that brilliant of a defensive mind. I think Josh McDaniels believes yeah. he's very brilliant as well. Um, do the Patriots make the playoffs? No. Okay. Uh, do the Cardinals make the playoffs? Yes. I they were one of my future bets a couple weeks ago. I feel like now you're really. I I put them at plus one. I've had them at plus two forty early in the year, and then plus one hundred four. Do do all four NFC West teams make the playoffs? No. I think the Rams fall off. Yeah, I know you do. I'm excited to watch this game tonight. Um, okay. The that doesn't mean I think the Rams are bad. I just think that they fall off a little bit. The Dallas Cowboys are falling apart at the seams. To me, having Zeke Elliott on the field dramatically decreases their ability to move the football. He has been atrocious. And when I look at the Dallas Cowboys' demise, it all starts with Jerry Jones flying to Cabo to sign Zeke Elliott to a $90 million deal way back when, which seems like many, many moons ago, trying to sign Demarcus Lawrence. Dak Prescott goes unsigned. That whole priority list is a disaster. They are thin on the offensive line after the injuries, and um, they're atrocious. Are the Dallas Cowboys worse than every team but the New York Jets? No, they're better than the Giants. Think so? Uh, let me look at these I think they'd here. get run over by the Giants right now. I'll, I'll say the this. Teams. I, if the Jets and the Cowboys played next week, what would the spread be? Who's the quarterback? <laughs> Is it this David? The, Denu- Denu- well, let's, guy? Say, let's imagine that Andy Dalton's head comes back together. Four and a half. If Dallas is at home, it's four and a half. Okay, I'll take the Jets. <laughs> I, I don't. Mar- By the way, our friends at Martingale on the Jets and the Atlanta Falcons are now you know even. Yes. Basically. Well, except for the Falcons today. Fuck them. The Cowboys are a disaster. Kudos to Ron Rivera. That team actually plays hard. Yeah, maybe Washington will get over the five wins that we had the mat. Great day for that. Okay. Um, next quick hitter question for you. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a top three team in the NFL. No. What's the main reason? Tennessee played horribly today, and they like let them back in. They don't have – well, Deontay Johnson got hurt, which I think might really actually impact them. Is it supposed to be serious? Because he's their number one wide receiver. He was awesome today. He is incredibly good. Um, it, it didn't look good. 
Big Ben also just makes the dumbest mistakes, right? That, like, that's so that was my reasoning. Um, okay. Hopefully he's okay. I'm, but my biggest thing is Big Ben. I think Big Ben's not good enough to be a quarterback of a top three team anymore. I think I think Pittsburgh will be. Pittsburgh is clearly a playoff team, clearly a team to to look Deontay's at. Deontay's supposed to be fine. Thank God, because that dude's electric. Yeah, and they're and they look. They got two tight ends that are okay. They have you know Smith Schuster's fine. DeAndre Johnson's fine. Like they they're okay, and they're you know their running backs are running backs. So like, yeah. but I, but they let Tennessee. Back. They were up by twenty, and they they almost said that now, they can go to overtime. Tennessee's offense when they don't just hand it off to Derrick Henry and he runs in. Dude, the they tried of, to get you that over prop to Henry they, twice. They I mean. really tried, but he's. Dude, it's just it sucks. I mean, I hate I. It's like so easy to see. It's so easy to be like, oh, frick, they're in two tight ends, and now they're going to hand the ball off to this guy who has a log for hair. And now he's going to – I love Derrick Henry. It takes, a, it takes a village to bring all those Titans players down, though. By, like, yeah, A.J. So Brown's yeah. a hoss, and then, you know but, – but Pittsburgh – the other thing is – and, you know, as somebody who's you know, run block before, like, why – look, <laughs> what the hell are you doing not blocking – TJ Watt on the backside of run plays. I like he's not this. This isn't Aaron Campman. This is TJ Watt. This is TJ Watt. He just he you don't block him on the backside of run plays. He chases that big ass down. All right, let me say this about Pittsburgh. They do. They will win a tremendous amount of games by doing the two things they do best. Big Ben threw the ball in two point two seven seconds on average today. Was hardly touched. Yeah, and the Pittsburgh defense is going to be the first defense in the NFL to get pressure on 50-plus percent of their plays this season. So controlling clean pockets matters. Yeah. And to me, that's why they should be a legit contender, especially because right now there, there's a lot of question marks about a lot of teams. Yeah, well, that's, you know? what, that's what I think the real And no teams is. have that. There's really no team right now where you go, okay, what's the silver bullet in the league? The silver bullet in the league is having Patrick Mahomes. Only one team has Patrick Mahomes, and no other team has anyone close. Uh, real quick, last question here. You have to take one player um, for the rest of the season. Actually, sorry. One player, rest of the season, Herbert or Burrow? I'm still going to cling to my prior here a little bit, but I it's mean... close. Yeah. Herbert looked awesome. His grade was worse than... So, Herbert Herbert reminds me of early career Cam. With, like, like the it. running is there, but, like, the completion percentage is, you know... Dude, he has a cannon. Yeah. And it, it's accurate so much more Would it more surprise often. you if I told you... Let me... Oh, I got to take no plays out, maybe. But would it surprise you if I told you that, that Burrow averaged more yards per yards per attempt today than than uh herbert no did you see that game the the chargers game no no the Bengals game no i well, i watched i watched along of course but like but i didn't watch as intently as i watched the the, the Dude, herbert that game. was a i mean no one was playing defense um but like i think that that's instructive right like herbert makes these throws and it's like oh my goodness right and you're like where is this coming from and, but he also has these like ten intermediate plays where he's like th two of thirteen, and it's whereas Burrow I think is maybe a little bit more kind of consistent. Um, I think it's important to note this: before the season started, we talked about the best rosters in the NFL. 
the Chargers have a an incredible roster. Yeah. And the missing piece was the quarterback. The Bengals have an atrocious roster. Yeah. And Joe Burrow is a really good quarterback. So here's what I'll say about this. If I were taking it on any team, you know, a random team, I'd take Joe Burrow. But I think Justin Herbert has a real shot to come out of the season as the guy that looks a lot better because it, of that supporting it, cast. And supporting cast matters. It shows and he looks you that great. it shows you that some of these things are not fixed. I mean, Steichen, you know, the Chargers looked really bad on offense last year. Looked really bad on offense in Week One, and sometimes these two things gel. And you know that that's an important Hitting, thing. The, being able to hit big plays is the reason that the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, and that's something that, that yeah. Justin Herbert has. It's a good down payment to have for sure. Uh, absolutely. Okay, um, we went for a little while there, so we're going to go quickly through the uh, games coming up for this week. And we will start with, there are some really good games next week. Um, we're gonna start with what, in my opinion, is it the best one? Oh man, there's a couple really <laughs> can good I, ones. Can I, it ain't Dallas Philly, I'll tell you that. I have a, I have a few perfect um, diagno diagnoses of games here, on my, on my guesses. Okay. So, can we go to? Can we start with Atlanta, Carolina? No, no, no. We're that's, gonna go that's to Thursday's the, game. We're gonna go best ones first, as we always do, and then we'll get to the the crappier games later. I have to make a few adjustments here, though, because I don't know if this game actually belongs there anymore. I don't think it does. Okay, so in my opinion, there are two great games next week. All first-time depositors at MonkeyKnifeFight.com, a great website. If you haven't been there already, you should go check it out that put at least $20 into their account while using promo code PFF are going to receive a free PFF Edge annual subscription. And that's good for you because that's a $40 value. You get it for 20 bucks and you get to go spend that $20 making bets at monkeyknifefight.com, which basically has, if you haven't been there already, prop-based contests that are a lot of fun. You should go check it out. So use promo code PFF at monkeyknifefight.com. Get a free PFF annual uh, edge annual subscription it's easy go do it you'll love it this podcast is brought to you by our good friends at pristineauction.com check out their daily auctions with one dollar starting bids on over eight thousand football items that are up for auction signed helmets balls jerseys and much more pristine auction guarantees authenticity on every single product use promo code pff for ten dollars off your first invoice don't think you can get a trent brown autographed uh tattoo though so good luck with that if you like this podcast, and hopefully you do because you've listened to it, you'll like some of the other ones we have. And if you haven't checked out Chris Collinsworth's podcast yet, you'll want to go do that. This past week, he told a story about the 40-yard dash being overrated. He's talking about DK Metcalf, how it matters when you can get to top speed about 40 yards downfield. And uh, boy, was he right. DK Metcalf, absolute horse. He and Richard Sherman talk about that, a bunch of different stuff. Um, it's really interesting. Obviously, Richard Sherman is an absolute legend. So hearing his take on things with respect to football are uh, it's about as cool of an experience as you'll get. So you should go check that out. It's wherever you get your podcast, Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring your boy, Richard Sherman. The first Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I have Baltimore as a three and a half point favorite. Okay. Uh, Baltimore. So Baltimore is at home. I said Baltimore would be laying six, but I, I also wrote in my notes, Pittsburgh loses to Tennessee. Hmm. The look ahead was five and a half, which now in hindsight looks stupid. Um, 
the I don't see one on Bet Chris. So I don't well, know. It, is it because Lamar? Uh, it's oh. not on Bet Chris. Let's maybe let's look at Bet Online. They they generally will hang numbers early. My guy Jeff Sherman has Baltimore minus six. Shit. So yeah, it's means, minus five on Bet Online. So this means I really like Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't hate. I don't, it. I don't hate Pittsburgh at all. I you know my issue is, you might we might have lost our opportunity already, um, because I said Baltimore's minus six because I thought Pittsburgh was going to lose to Tennessee. Okay, let me ask you this: Ngakwe now on the Ravens. I don't think that makes a difference. The Ravens blitz a shit ton. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, their defense. You said Big Ben was the weak point. They have great coverage players. Yeah. At six, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I am ecstatic about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't. If I can get it at five, I'm taking them as well. It's five. So, um, let's do. So I know Baltimore's coming off of a, a bye. So okay. Pitt plus five. Okay, um, I have that one written down just in case we like it. Um, I mean, think about that. Who do you have more confidence in throwing the football, Lamar or Big Ben? Big Ben, hundred percent. I mean, okay. but the problem is, look. This is what I get worried about. The problem is Pittsburgh blitzes, and if there's yeah. anyone that's going to elude your blitz and kill you, it's yeah. Lamar. I mean, he had a, like a 140 pass rating against the blitz last year, I believe. It's also the it's also a running game where the same thing I talked about with TJ Watt. If you leave him unblocked and he crashes down, like Lamar pulls it and it's it's yeah. 70 to the good. And the the other thing here, which I think is is immense, Baltimore is a smart team. Baltimore is at home. Baltimore is coming off a bye. Like all those things, I think make are probably worth a point, right? Yeah, and Pittsburgh just played the game of the year. Yeah, a let. Well, I don't think this is a letdown spot because I think it's, Tennessee well, had the po- possibility of being a letdown for Pittsburgh, given that Mike Tomlin. I but think we gets it. going into today's game, we had Baltimore seven point seven points better than a, an average team. We had Pittsburgh three point eight. So you that's about a four point difference. So then you add maybe a point and a half two to home field advantage. That's where you get the six. You think you there's a talk about you how think you there's do. two points home field advantage for Baltimore? Off a bye. But but that's just the spot. Yeah, okay. But I'm okay. Add add a point and a half for home field. Okay. Add a half a point for a bye. A point and a half for home field, okay. And then you're that's where you're getting the six here. Now, how much do you adjust Pittsburgh up today? I don't know. If you maybe a half a point. Uh I mean Tennessee's a legit team and they beat yeah, Tennessee's defense is horrible, though. That, sure. That's that's what I'm a little worried about. All defenses about for, are all defenses are defenses. That's right. Okay. Um, um, I mean, I thought when I said three and a half, I thought I might. I think I thought it might have been three. Okay. People love Pittsburgh, so I don't know. Okay. No, that's what makes me worried a little bit about. Um, By the way, I guessed this before Pittsburgh played, but I figured it would be a close game. All right. Um, this is another one that I think is funny. So Seattle hosts San Francisco next week. I have Seattle pre this game as a four-point favorite. I have the exact same as you, but here's the thing. I said San Francisco plays well against New England, and I wrote, quote, Seattle is Seattle, which meant that they could have fucked this game up tonight. And so the look ahead was four and a half. So I'm guessing right now it's three. Uh... People love to see Kyle Shanahan do great things. Yeah, is that is it okay? So Seattle, not up there yet. Is it up on Bet Chris? It's not. So okay, hold on. You're pre. 
Hold on. Uh, let's see, three and a half pre-Sunday night. I mean, that that's going to trend down. I mean, all the question marks are about San Fran, right? Do you think it crosses three? Okay. So I don't even think it moves off of three and a half. But here, here's my thing. All of the moves associated with this game were going to be as a result of what San Fran... Because all the question marks are about San Fran, right? Yep. All of them. And San Fran answered them in the affirmative. Se Seattle played like Seattle played tonight. They just got a bunch of bad bounces. The the penalty on KJ Wright with the hit in the back, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was that was a touchdown drive for Arizona. The the leverage penalty, right? Like Seattle covers three and a half and wins by seven, probably if that field goal kick counts, right? Yeah. Like there's an there we know a priori that Seattle's good on offense and horseshit okay. on defense. So are you banking on that in this game? I, yes, and it's in Seattle. I mean, I, look, if I'm getting more than a field goal, I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab some SF, I think. I don't see it anywhere, which is why I'm not like, yeah, super giddy about it. A three and a half, man. I wanted, see, I, I so I texted you today uh, during the San Francisco game, and I was like, damn you, man. <laughs> now I'm going to jump right back in yeah, I know. to the San Francisco, you know. Um, but I have a here's the thing Seattle's um, Seattle's defense is Seattle's defense which means that Kyle Shanahan is going to be ready to destroy it and and do you really see and and here's the thing San Francisco to their credit as a coverage unit is actually good now yeah. because Jason Verrett is awesome Manuel Mosley is playing well Fred Warner's an absolute beast they played with but without both of their starting safeties today and were fine they had that Charvarius Moore guy and then they um their defensive line I feel like is fine they make they make enough plays like I I don't see Seattle just dragging them up and down the field yeah. so then it amounts to really how Jimmy G plays if Jimmy G throws interceptions no it doesn't here's that's the great thing <laughs> like that's a great thing. I don't think it does. It, I don't think it matters how Jimmy G plays. I think it matters how Kyle Shanahan schemes. Yeah. That's, that's to me, the San Francisco 40. That's how good Kyle Shanahan is. Like, I'm not actually worried about Jimmy G because I, you're, Kyle Shanahan's You're already brilliant. converted. To, okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, this game was in the, in the top group. It has been demoted. This is New England at Buffalo. I have Buffalo as a three-point favorite. I am the same as you. I said New England struggles against San Francisco was my take. Buffalo is minus two and a half on the look ahead. They are now four. They, now they struggled against it's four and minus one fifteen. Yeah, they're now they struggled against the Jets. So th this is okay. Can we look at Josh Allen's grade? I haven't even looked at it because I don't care. I think it was um, it was average. Um, yeah, he didn't like. So he went 30, 43, 300 yards. Still a 300 yard game. Two turnover worthy plays, no big time throws. Can I say something? Yeah. Do you think this was a trap game? Because I don't. They, they had lost two straight. They needed to come out and dominate the Jets. They got by by 10. They did they not dominate. one touchdown. They did not dominate the Jets. I could make an argument that I am more concerned about Buffalo not dominating the Jets, one of the worst teams that we have seen in recent memory. Then I am the New England Patriots losing to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. As bad as it looked. If I was, was a yawn there. 
What's that? That was a yawn there. See, I yawned last week. I'm juiced up because that was such a world. We thought we Arizona. thought we had the Metcalf touchdown. I thought I had the Metcalf touchdown. We didn't have Seattle on Greenliner and picks no, or whatever. But, but we, I was we having bet him, we bet them though. I had a brutal like, week in the Super Contest. Brutal. Um, but Jacksonville, it, dude. The Jacksonville game sucked because they had a fucking seven point lead in the third quarter, and Just then a disaster. Okay, we're getting off track. Um, the okay at three. No, oh, sorry, at, at four. four. At four. At four, there's value on New England. I Buffalo. Like, look, do you think Josh Allen's going to be able to fit it into tight windows against – like, this isn't a team – Buffalo's fine, right? Like, they're, they're, I think they're well-coached and all that kind of stuff. But they're not a team – I said this morning, like, you know, the Patriots are good in the back seven. They're not good in the front seven. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo's not the team to kind of, like, fuck with your front seven the way that San Francisco is. It's, you know, th- you know drop back and throw – if there's a team that can cover, it's uh, it's New England. This is a huge game for New England. I mean, as much as I say, like, look, they're tanking and everything, like, we have to get indications that they're not. But, like, if they're playing this game straight up... Well, if Jared Stidham comes out to take the first snap, we'll know. If they're playing this game straight up, they, I think, have some value at four. I could... All right. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints in Chicago to face... Chicago Bears. Our lock of the week tomorrow, plus six against the Rams. Uh, let's see. Is there a line anywhere for this? If bet Online has it at two and a half. Oh, you know what I picked? I two said, and a half. I said three. I said New Orleans is meh against Carolina, which is actually what happened. Teddy Bridgewater boner is showing. Sorry. Children's show. Sorry, they covered, though. Okay. Um, right. They, they covered as predicted so um michael thomas plays like here's my question can new orleans Mm, actually might not move the football against chicago's defense are they good enough i think i think sean payton is good enough i think alvin kamara is good enough what's the total on this game i think they can drag a bad uh it's not showing not showing. i think they can drag a bad defense but i don't think that they can and it's actually minus two and a half, minus 127. So basically minus three. I mean, we're not that far off. Yeah. I, this is a game that I don't really – I don't want to bet early, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one. I, I don't know. I feel, the home dog Chicago Bears feel a little plucky to me. Yeah. I'd have to get a full three first, which might only happen if our Chicago Bears don't cover tomorrow, which is not what I want. No, I need that one to come through. All right. Um, The only bet that I, luckily, the bet that I had the most on was Denver, Kansas City over, Over. and thankfully it got there. Yeah. It was a point in time where it looked a little rough. You know what looked a little rough? Drew Locke. Yeah. More than a little Luckily, rough. you got defensive touchdowns and special teams touchdowns that really help. Holy God. All right. Uh, we have another uh, decent game here, and that is your Minnesota Vikings Not going to Green Bay. No, no, no. Coming off of a bye, I have Green Bay as a seven-point favorite. I said seven and a half. I said Green Bay handles Houston, which is what we had in our picks mm-hmm. last week. When we when we uh, printed them up, we had that in Tampa Bay. Um, 
It is seven, and it is juiced towards Minnesota. So See seven that? minus. Okay. That, See, that's a bet that we have to. So that's exactly what I had when I was writing this down. At first, I typed in six and a half, and then I go, if it's six and a half, I am auto betting <laughs> Green, Bay. Green Bay until it refuses my bet. And so then I went seven, and I go, could I get to seven and a half? I go, seven and a half, Justin Jefferson, a little plucky. They only but, won by nine on opening day, despite like just absolutely dump trucking them. Right. But they and they today they like let Houston get some run in this. That game pushed fifty five, um, even though it was not looking great, you know, from the onset. But um, yeah. So uh, I I wrote down Green Bay as a pick. I like. I, I like that one. I can't. I can't not. I mean, Minnesota sucks. I mean, they're ugh. correct. Okay. Next up. Uh, Las Vegas in Cleveland. I'm not sure there are more two two more different places than Las Vegas and Cleveland. By the way, uh, no, one's called the Mistake on the Lake, and one city is full of mistakes. So I don't know. <laughs> they're they're not that far apart. Yeah, but what? Uh, well, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in Cleveland? I feel like stays just on you. Puts you six <laughs> feet under. Uh, okay, so I had Cleveland. I said Cleveland beat Cincy. LV loses to TB, and I said Cleveland minus three and a half was going to be my number. Okay, I had Cleveland minus three. Cleveland minus three was the look ahead. It is three. So I, I guess I like Cleveland. You know what I am? Shrap. You're Shrap. You're the soothsayer. Here's my thing. <laughs> I don't know if I can bet it now with OBJ being out. Oh, really? Okay. Welcome to the Monday morning hot take uh, breakfast buffet. You've, you heard, you've heard of that. the Ewing theory. Yeah. Okay. This is the Ewing theory. Odell Beckham Jr. and the Cleveland Browns together are not great. The Cleveland Browns without Odell Beckham Jr. are better okay. than they are with. Now, it's not saying a whole ton because they're not great, but um, that allows – I always go back to this Kyle Shanahan quote. They were like, when he comes to San Francisco, a reporter asked him, do you need a Julio Jones? type player he goes no i don't need a star number one wide receiver i need a lot of wide receivers that can fit the roles that i need them to fit and that's exactly what he has at san francisco kevin stefanski is that type not quite kyle shanahan but he's that type of guy right he is going to put players in a position to um take advantage of their strengths so cleveland better without Odell beckham jr you're welcome okay but you're not gonna lay three against lv plucky lv LV now three and three, still in the hunt for under seven and a half. And this is tough because I am all aboard the John Gruden bandwagon. Here's the mm -hmm. tough thing. Here's the you know what the tough thing is for me? Kevin Stefanski is gonna eat this defense alive. This defense is bad. So at three, I'm staying away. All right. Uh next up we have uh, we have a couple more like decent games I'm putting in this group. And then we're getting to the real disaster. Um, the Rams are introducing Tua to the world. So this makes this an interesting game. I have the Miami Dolphins getting six and a half at home. And I have a feeling this is short. Where do I have? Dolphins are a good team. Miami plus three and a half is what I said. Holy Lord. I don't think much of L.A. Well, the, clearly, 
but the, you've never seen Tua play before. Yeah. Where is this? Where Where's the line? I mean, here? It probably it's isn't. three and a half. What? So I love Los Angeles here. I guess. Short Short road favorites did great this week, except for Seattle. Stop. Our Seattle Seahawks. Can you really trust Goff? Okay, but can you trust Tua? Okay, here are, here are, here are some things. After seeing no, Mac no. Jones? Yeah, they're both good. Here, here's my question. Okay, I, I'm just spitballing here, okay? The only way that this covers is Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back into the no, game. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Rams are playing on a Monday. Uh-huh. Coming back to play on a Sunday. Not just any Sunday. Playing on Sunday at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. They're not staying out there for two weeks because they're home today. Miami is going to wear white, and they are going to put the LA Rams on the on the sunny side of the field, wearing blue, dark blue. It's going to be hot. It's, it's going to be, be hot. Humid. There's a number of things that I think make this like, you know, a spot thing. Okay, and and here's my other here's all the last thing I'll say. So we have Miami as one point worse than the average team on a neutral field. We have LA as 2.4 points better than the average team on a neutral field. So that 3.4 points difference, if you throw minimal home field in there, that number makes sense. Yeah. So I, that, that would be my take is. Okay. I can get on board with that. I, which means I, th- I just think we don't like it, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't bet the Rams because it's kind of a. Where would the. So. So say you downgrade this isn't to a moving, This isn't moving to three. Uh, the only way it's moving is the other way. Is the other way. But there's really no value in getting, as we saw tonight, there's really no value in like, got to grab that three and a half. Right, right. No, I agree. I'm just, I was just thinking. About so like, it. if you're a Dolphins fan, don't bet it now. If you, if you want to bet the Dolphins. If you're a Dolphins fan, don't bet this game. Or hang tight and just wait watch until it gets to four and a half. Next game. Indianapolis at Detroit. I have this as what is certainly going to be the wrong line, but I have this as a pick. Detroit. Ooh, I'm I'm wrong too. I have Detroit as plus three. I said Indy on a bye. Detroit plays fine against Atlanta. Fine is a little a roundabout way. On average, they were fine. Um, Stafford was awesome. Yeah. No, he's he's played extremely well since Kenny Galladay. Actually, let's let's look at this. Um, his grade since Kenny Galladay has returned, which is week three. Okay, while you are looking that up, here's what I have to say. I do not think the Indianapolis Colts are very good. The Detroit Lions, everyone thinks, have been an absolute atrocity. And what I was going to point out is that with Kenny Galladay, they're not an absolute atrocity. The biggest atrocity for the Detroit Lions is that their coach decides to run the ball despite Matthew Stafford lighting it up. I, joke, I bet an man. enormous amount it, of money. At least run it with DeAndre Swift. I, at I, least. I bet an enormous amount of money on Adrian Peterson's under today because I heard the Swift news. And they gave Peterson like the workload today, and he still went under. That's how freaking bad he is. Um, Stafford, since Galladay came on the scene in week three, is sixth in the NFL in average depth of target. And he is like 11th in yards per attempt. Um, he's been a lot better. The first two weeks were kind of garbage with without Galladay. I think they they're sort of reverting back. And look, they're three and one since they started out zero and two. Um, 
And we, Swift got 45% of the snap share. So, so it, shout it, out to Tantilla. Just on one right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, Had to get on Tantilla. I was like, buddy, you're not, you're not, you're not with us here in spirit, in mind and body. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> spread on this game is two and a, two and a half uh, Colts to lay the Colts. Those minus one twenty. So you could probably get a three here at some point. Are you drinking coffee in there? It's water. Last week, Hence my- last week I had coffee, and you listened to the podcast back, and you're like, it was kind of a disaster. The coffee didn't help me. It kept me sort of awake, but it just made me delirious. I just thought it was – I thought the whole, like, Brady Goff thing was, like, you being ornery or – when I – I tried to steer us away from Tampa now. I'm glad I didn't. And, and I – my biggest thing was, like, trying to come around. I think I was half right. I said, look, the Patriots – Either Patriots or Brady suck, but one of those things has to be true. And you rightfully said it wasn't Brady. Brady's awesome. Bet Tampa. And I, but then at the same time, I tried to come back and say, well, okay, what the hell happened to the Patriots? Which is like, what happened to the Patriots is that they have no weapons and they can't score, and what, which is also what we saw. So we, I think we we teased out the truth. It was a little weird though uh, on the way uh, on the well, way there. Look, things that happen at one a.m. are not going to yeah. be not weird. By the way, great song, Little Weapon. If you haven't listened to it, go peep it. It's awesome. All right. Uh, so Detroit getting three? Uh, two and a half three. It's like a two and a half minus 120 or three minus 120 if you're. I won't bet Detroit. I can't bet Patricia. Patricia is just. Well, not a, Reich off of a buy is probably something I'm, I'm a little worried about. Yeah. Um. Okay, next up. Uh, this game makes the decent game slate because of Joe Burrow. Um, Tennessee at Cincy? Yep. I have Cincy getting six and a half. I have Cincy getting six. The look ahead was Cincy getting only four at home. Um, and Cincy's getting four and a half. Which I feel like this has to go in our list this week. I mean, <laughs> What? Does anyone watch? Total on the game, 54 and a half. People don't watch. Over. All right. Over. Now. Immediately. That is the one. Because Joe Burrow could sneak through the back door. The over is an absolute stone cold lock. Their defense. I, I like Tennessee more, though. I think Tennessee wins this game 45-3. I'm just kidding. Not three. But, like, they're, how, name the points that Tennessee's going to score. They're going to Derrick Henry. <laughs> Derrick Henry's going to re-enter the MVP race after this game. It's going to take I a took, I flipped on Twitter this morning and saw like six different posts about, is Derrick Henry the MVP? And I almost had an aneurysm because he's not even the best running back in the league. That's Alvin Kamara. How dare you besmirch the name of Alvin Kamara? First of his name. Yeah. Absolute stud. Alvin Kamara is the best running back in the NFL, and it is not particularly close. And he looks like it as well. Man has style. Dude plays with a diamond-studded grill and shreds people left and right. You've got to be kidding me. Okay, and that was my Alvin Kamara piece. I love Tennessee in this game, but I love the over more. Okay, these games are all absolutely terrible, and they aren't even the worst game of the year, which is coming up. The New York Jets at the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I saw the look headline already, um, but this is what I guess, and I think I am correct in this statement. I have Kansas City 
as a 16 point favorite I, what did you have them as 21 and a half i just wrote the jets suck in my parenthetical okay um it is what 20 and a half is it yeah 20 and a half but the jets are the side that people like so far minus 115 i mean yes i will take the jets getting 20 and a half total on game 48 dude 20 half is so much it's so much i think we're responding a little bit too much to the jets the jets Almost are clearly not trying you don't think the jets are going to know that they're a 20 point underdog in this freaking game also i would like to say this about the kansas city chiefs yes they won that game convincingly they won that game convincingly because drew Locke was an abomination clearly had never seen snow before it wasn't as if the the Chiefs were, you know, a well-oiled machine on offense today. And not that they won't be against the Jets. Chad Henney, sir, had a touchdown run. I know, I know. <laughs> um, sure, but here's my thing. Are you taking the, the Chiefs minus 20 and a half? Uh, this is like Alabama. This is like Ohio State, Nebraska. Okay. No. Yeah. I don't have my, time for this. Like, they're it's fucking one fifteen a.m. Dude, let's stop talking about the Jets. <laughs> like, they're dude. You said all these things about Drew Locke, and I want to be like, yes. And Darnold is Darnold He's better than Drew Locke. Yeah, but that team is, dude. Darnold is throwing to what Denzel, Denzel Mims. Mims first game. Oh. And Jamison Crowder. Maybe he's back. Brashad Perryman. They're handing the ball to weaponry. They're handing the ball to Frank Gore. Who looked spry today. He did look spry. But then the wheels are going to... Adam Gase is the head coach of the Jets. 20 and a half is a lot of points. I'm not saying bet the Chiefs. I'm saying bet the Chiefs. Is this another steak dinner? Are we doing this? I can't do it on the Jets. Can't do a I can't do it on Kansas City, dude, Kansas City's going to be up 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter, and you're going to be like... Can we save that clip? <laughs> I, I, I need say, that clip. If, you better have that clip. If somehow Sam Donald is up like 7-0 at the end of the first that, quarter... Well, I will say this. The last time the Chiefs were this big a favorite, 2018, they were playing a similarly bad... Uh, Arizona Cardinals team favorites at, of twenty or more are like one in seven over the past six years. Or so they like so at, when they had they had the Arizona Cardinals in Week Ten of twenty eighteen at home, they were sixteen and a half point favorites and didn't cover that. So I'm telling you, I, the Jets are here. My problem is Mahomes. Like just Mahomes makes you cover the spread against him like. 12 times in a they, game. They have played not great against bad competition. Chad okay. going to be in this game in the second quarter. Um, and Sam Brown will sneak through the back door. I like the Jets plus 20 and a half, man. That's a ton of points. That's so many points. I know that points. the math is probably going to like the Jets. So yes. A little, I don't want to write up the Jets. Okay. Um, Atlanta, Carolina. I have this as a pick. I think this is going to be a weird, wonky, crazy game. I said Carolina minus three. Carolina plays well against New Orleans, and quote Atlanta is Atlanta, and that Atlanta was Atlanta. Today. Oh yeah, um, it is three. Wow. A little bit. People still like the Falcons. Fuck, they're so bad. Wait, wait. It's three. The, it's three. The Falcons are 
No, Carolina's favorite. Oh, you scared but it? But three minus like one fifteen to Atlanta. Okay. I mean, or grabbing the value. I, can I just say this? I just still don't think Carolina's good. No, they're not. But they, <laughs> but they're better than the they. They do the expected thing better than the Falcons do. Joe Brady's great. Joe Brady coaching against the team he will be coaching next year potentially. Man, Atlanta would doesn't. Atlanta, there's no way Atlanta ends up with Joe Brady. They're not that shrewd. They're gonna. Well, yeah, they're fine. They'll be fine. They'll the end enemy's with, gonna go to Houston. Joe Brady is going to the Jets with Trevor. Yep, be kind of baller. Well, or here's one. You're sneaky, sneaky. Joe Brady is going to rent out an apartment. Right down here. Right down here. Yeah. yeah, I've got an apartment for you, Joe Brady. I think that is a that's a great call. That is a great call. If Joe Brady is available, and and they know that Zach Taylor should be going to. But here's UC. Here, we saw it tonight. Like sometimes, like look, do uh, you, you think Steve Kimes' job is in jeopardy anymore? No. Why? Because he has a quarterback. Because he had the balls to fire Steve Wilkes and get rid of. Uh, sure. You I know. mean, yes, but it's not. It's Murray, not Kingsbury. Sure, but that. But that was the point, though. I agree. Like he he was able to look at Josh Rosen and say, "Not it." I agree. And then I agree with that one hundred percent. Good. And, and so for Cincinnati, right? Like, you know, Zach Taylor already. It, it, there's there's already like reports that there are issues. Like, and I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm just saying like, if they if they have like there, there's some evidence. Like, look, Dallas might have to make this decision too. Arizona or Arizona made this decision like the Jets are only a year and a half into Gase they're yeah. they're very likely going to make are like, you going to take Carolina minus three no are you going to take Atlanta plus three no it, absolutely not agreed the the right. total on this game is 51 I think that's a little short but Atlanta was yeah, going to try to run Todd up the just, middle all games oh my god so I would like someone to put together a list of things that are easier to do than Todd Gurley to get around the edge just as a fun entirety of Monday project. Climbing Mount Everest. Um, all right, the second uh, next game. Tampa Bay in New York to play the Giants. I have the Giants as a six and a half point underdog. I said Giants plus 10. I said Tampa Bay beats LV. It is... I'm probably wish 10. Jesus. That's Monday next week. Mm -hmm. So the Giants get not only the Thursday to Sunday boost, but they get the Mon you know, Monday to or Sunday to Monday boost. Ser very serious question. Do you think Joe Judge has the book on Brady? <laughs> Total on this game forty-seven. I feel like Daniel the 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 number of points in this game is going to take the route of Daniel Jones, which is. About 80th percent of the way there and fall over. Who does Tampa Bay have after this game? Uh, do they have a bye? Tampa Bay Bucks. Man, um, that was way they off have Saints at home. Let down spot. And that, yeah, Saints at home. Now, they will theoretically have. Um, what's this? Uh, no, no, they will not have Antonio Brown for this game, right? He can't play until week nine. Why? Is he suspended? I don't think he can. He's, he's right. Wasn't it eight game suspension? 
Oh, yeah, probably then. Yeah. Ooh, that the COVID the COVID protocol, he's fine to play a la yeah. Le'Veon Bell, but I like the New York Giants getting ten. Okay. I don't. Okay. I, All right. I, I think the I think the Giants spot to cover was last Thursday, which All they right. did. We now move on to what is the worst game in the history of all games. Stop. Uh, I would rather watch you play your daughters in football. Very entertaining for four hours. I would rather watch Austin uh, dress himself and try to put together an outfit. I would rather watch Austin spit game at Gala. I would rather watch Mike Renner spit game at Gala Park. The, you could list a b bazillion things. I would rather spend the evening in a Skyline Chili watching something other than this and not eating Skyline Chili. The Dallas Cowboys are going to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. Here, and this game is utter dog shit. Ah, speaking of Renner, here's what we do. It worked this week. This game is on Sunday night. No, no. Maybe. What we have to do is we have to get Renner to take out one of the Philadelphia offensive linemen. Get one of them COVID. Get the game moved. Get the game moved to 4 o'clock. Yes. That way. I suggested this earlier. The NFL should consider introducing a couple false positives just like on th Sunday morning. Thank you. Right? Look, Tampa Bay LV was fine. It went off without it a hitch. Out. Sam Young was a fine replacement yeah. right tackle. Honestly, I mean, is put, there a game on this slate that you would rather have – Jets, Kansas City, I'd be way more intrigued by. I'm not, it's not even close. I mean, look. Ben DiNucci. Here's the thing. I'm, first here's I'm going to ask you. Because I know you do most of, you do the majority of the prep for Sunday Night Football. And when I heard, I heard a little bit earlier, but not as early as you, that this was going to happen this week. And I thought to myself, the anger sharks are swimming in Georgia's head. <laughs> because not only is... Former 49er Trent Brown, <laughs> the one who's getting this, you know, this to happen. But it, it obviously, like, turned your week around. A little bit, yeah. Would you be willing to go through that to get this game off of Sunday I'd, football? I'd, I'd do it. And luckily, I have a couple of guys, Ben Lindsay, Bill Boynton, who really helped me out with that. And I'm sure they would, too, every single night of the week. i do it five times. Um, would you rather – I'd rather did have – Did you see Trent Brown's tattoo? No. Trent Brown has a tattoo on his bicep of like three chicks sucking them off. No. Yes. It's the worst tattoo I've Does ever seen. Does it say underneath how I got COVID? Our our boy Barstool Big Cat identified this because he's a, a hawk. And it is the worst tattoo I've ever seen. It's worse than no regrets on the chest plate. It's the worst tattoo I've ever seen. It's not even like artfully done. It's like stick figures. And like one of the chicks has like his number tat it's the worst tattoo i've ever seen well no it's not because rex ryan has mark sanchez tattooed on his, his foot on his foot or something like that but it's close he has mark sanchez's foot tattooed so which, on which his... so any of these games okay i'd I have, rather have yes any of them i have philly favored by six and a half i'm an idiot because i said philly minus three i put <laughs> dallas kills washington which is Stop. obviously the dumbest thing this podcast. I, I was at a Washington station this week. I said, Kyle Allen can't throw the ball over 10 yards in the air. And then I, I forgot to realize. Do you think you're going to go back on that stage? That Trayvon <laughs> Diggs is the biggest slump buster in the history of 
Defensive backs. Do you th it almost looks like when Trayvon Diggs is backpedaling that someone comes down from heaven and nails his feet into the ground. Is there value in Dallas? Okay. Uh, At seven thank and a half. you guys for tuning into the podcast. <laughs> uh, it is now 125 a.m. We love you. We thank you. We're going to go. Did we miss a game we missed, though? What? Chargers versus Broncos. Ah, yes. Damn it. How did I? Oh, I must have deleted it while I was moving shit around. Damn it. I don't even know what I guessed on this. Um, I have... Uh, okay, I'll just guess here. I think Denver will be favored by one and a half. They're underdogs by one and a half. Ooh. I said nothing half. I said meh. Uh, no, I said they would be one, one point dogs. They're one and a half point dogs because Herbert balled out. Balled out today. Um, I don't care for this game. Well... Here's one. Okay, let's let me look. Dude, I was I was just about to end this. Yeah. Okay, so next Sunday, the weather in Denver's gonna be 64 with six mile hour winds. The total on this game is 44 and a half. No, 40. Yeah, 44 and a half. I kind of like the over in that game. Let's end the podcast on this. Absolutely. Enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday night. Peace out.